listening to the Full Time Whistle on Galway Bay FM. Yeah, very welcome to the programme on a weekend where Galway beat Clare in the Hurling League. Galway are the Cairns Cup champions in football at under 21 level. And Galway United hit Kerry FC for nine goals at MNDC Park. You're very welcome to the programme. Jerry Murphy here with you to wrap up the weekend and give you the match reports and indeed reaction from all of the results, which we'll start with now in the National Hurling League, played in Cusick Park in Ennis this afternoon. Galway won 24, Clare 22 points. In the John Cairns Cup final, Galway 14 points, Dublin 13 points. Minor Camogie, Galway 3 goals and 10 points, Waterford two goals and six points in soccer Galway United nine Kerry FC one and in the women's Cork City nil Galway United one Newcastle uh, have beaten Wolves across channel by two goals to one Arsenal are back five points clear they beat Fulham by three goals to nil nil all between Manchester United and Southampton and one all between West Ham and Aston Villa and of course in rugby in the Six Nations huge win for Ireland they beat Scotland 22 points to seven at Murrayfield this afternoon well we're going to get Get, uh, straight into the hurling because Galway versus Clare was the big game for us in Cusick Park in Ennis this afternoon and Galway after a slow start won out in the end 124 to 22 points here's Niall Calvin. Galway defeated Clare in the fourth round of the Alliance National Hurling League by 124 to 22 points at Cusick Park in Ennis this afternoon Clare started the better around 8 points to 1 up after 14 minutes before Galway settled into it and by half time there was only a point between the sides at 12 points to 11 a point was between the sides for most of the second half as well, with Galway holding the advantage at 16 points to 15, before going 20 points to 16 up on 55 minutes. And then in 59 minutes, a long puck out broke through to Conor Whelan, and he goals to give Galway a 121 to 17 points lead. Clare came back into the game late on, but in the end it was Galway who won by five points to record their second victory of the campaign. There were first starts for Galway in this year's Alliance National Hurling League for team captain Dahi Burke. He scored two points and lined out at centre half back, while Ronan Glennon started in midfield where he scored a point. And there was also action for David Burke in this game as well as Declan McLaughlin seeing Galway's contingent rising to 32 players used in this year's league it was 8 points to 1 as I said on 14 minutes Galway's score during this time came in 5 minutes through Ronan Glennon but Clare were well on top with Aidan McCarthy pointing freeze Cahal Malone pointed for play while David Reedy had 2 scores in play before Peter Duggan's score had them for 8 points to 1 up on 14 minutes Galway rejigged things Conor Cooney started to play deeper and by the 20th minute it was 8 points to 6 Evan Nyland had accounted for 3 of these scores 2 from play and 1 from a 65 with Brian Concannon and Dahi Burke with a super score reducing Galway's disadvantage to 8 points to 6 Aidan McCarthy stretched Clare 9 points to 6 in front but it was 10 points to 8 on 28 minutes after Keane Galvin pointed with the Coonies Joseph and Connor both scoring for Galway to leave it at 10 points to 8 at this stage then on 29 minutes would you believe it Galway were awarded their first free and in that first half Galway were quite incensed by some of the decisions with it 9 points 9 frees to 2 in favour of Clare in that first half Evan Nyland pointed the resultant free to leave it at 10 points to 9 before Aidan McCarthy responded for Clare and it was 11 points to 9 with 5 minutes of the first half remaining Galway added 2 more points prior to half time Evan Nyland's 5th score and Tom Monaghan also got on target but Aidan McCarthy's 6th score his 5th from a free had Clare 12 points to 11 in front at half time Galway were more into the game in the second half. Evan Nyland pointed a free to level the sides and then Conor Cooney who shot five points from play. He caught, a Ke- Kevin Cooney caught a superb delivery, laid it off to Conor Cooney and he pointed to leave it at 13 points to 12. Little separated the sides between then and the 51st minute with Galway 17 points to 16 in front at this stage. They had additional points from Dahi Burke his second, Evan Nyland from a free his seventh and Conor Cooney's third and when Evan Nyland pointed his third score from play on 50 two minutes Galway had established an 18 points to 16 lead they stretched further in front with scores some substitute Sean Lennan and corner forward Kevin Cooney by the 55th minute and now there were 20 points to 16 in front David Fitzgerald he scored 3 points for Clare he responded to leave it at 20 points to 17 before Kevin Cooney scored a good score from play and then at 59 minutes Aina Murphy's puck out went through towards Conor Whelan and he surged through the Clare defence before shooting to the net to give Galway a 7 point lead at 121 to 17 points with 11 minutes remaining 
Galway were to score only three further points with Clare adding five to their tally with Galway scores coming from Tom Monaghan Evan Island from a free and Connor Cooney with the last score of the game while for Clare Ian Galvin he scored two points upon his introduction in the end it was Galway who won out in the end by 124 to 22 points and they will take on Westmead in their final game that's next Sunday at Mullingar Galway scorers on the day were Evan Island. He got nine points, three from play, one from a 65 and five from freeze. Brian Concannon got a point. Kevin Cooney got two. Connor Cooney got five points. Connor Whelan got a goal. Tom Monaghan got two points. Ronan Glennon got a point. Dahi Burke got two points from centre-half back, while Sean Lennan also got on the scoreboard on a day when all six Galway forwards scored. It finished in a five-point victory for Galway. Galway won 24. Clare 22 points. Niall Canavan for Galway FM. And Henry Sheffield, the Galway manager, spoke to the press afterwards in first two. Niall Canavan. Good to get the, the win over Clare here after the defeats in the last two games. Yeah, no, I suppose Neil, that was uh, important. Obviously, um, it was a poor enough start. Obviously, we, we, we changed the team up again slightly. Obviously, that was dictated by some of the personnel coming back onto the field, training field, as I said to you, a couple of weeks ago. So, um, probably slow to start, Clare. Obviously, we're, we're moving very well with the slight breeze. But I thought we kind of grinded ourselves back into the game more than anything else. And uh, we probably set put ourselves on a good platform then for the second half to, to move on and uh, yeah I thought it was a, it was a good performance and obviously the training has gone fairly well the last couple of weeks so we were hoping that we would see that you know and of course you got game time into a lot of players today I think there's 32 players using the league but Dahi Burke came back Ronan Glennon came back I think they both played about 55 minutes David Burke got game time as well which is good to see all those guys getting back onto the field yeah I know it was important that they we didn't get any more injuries as well because we've, we've picked up another few in the last couple of weeks so Obviously, you train hard, you're, you're going to pick up those injuries. So, But no, it was, good. it was great to see those lads back in the field and they had that bit of experience and it's probably easier for some of the newer players to play around them as well. So, um, so look, in, in that sense, yeah, it was good and I don't think we've had major out of today as well, which is important. You mentioned it was eight points to one after, I think, 14 minutes, but yeah. Conor Cooney then went back, maybe more deep-line role. He had a super game also, hadn't he? Five points from play. Yeah, no, he played very well and he linked up the play very well as well. And, was, uh, and it, it, I think it was, it was Desmond Connor obviously played very well the last day, man, in the match. I think, well, sorry, would have been one of our better yeah. players the last day. Took the freeze very well and obviously Evan came in and Evan took the freeze, but not a bother on Connor. And he just went about his business, I think, which is, which is a great sign. And that's what we're, we're trying to see in that kind of team ethos that you're kind of developed within, within the players. And I, I thought they moved the ball fairly well and they turned the man in the best position. And obviously we, we drove some bad wides, yes. Yeah. But look, to be fair, there was aspects of the game that were pleasing and there was plenty to work on. But look, it was coming down here to Ennis is always a difficult challenge. So it was, uh, it was good to get the performance, especially in the second half. And the intensity in that second half, it seemed to be upped a good bit from the first half. Yeah, but I think the lads were probably getting up to the yeah. pace, you know, and they said, look, we, we, we trained a couple of times this week and probably you're pushing the board a little bit to see, can you? Obviously, we were pretty much out of the league, so you're kind of trying to keep yeah. pushing things on a little bit. So you don't know what, what everyone is doing, but as I said, I thought the lads grind themselves back into it and uh, it was a very good test today and look, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully see how things go next week and we move on. You mentioned, obviously, next week is against Westmead. It's the last league game. Galway there's a nice lead up into the, the that Wexford game I think it's about five weeks between then and the 22nd of April five weeks yeah so as I said that's um, probably a little bit long yeah. to be fair you know so um, getting to a semi-final is probably the ideal scenario for most teams I would imagine so but look that's just the hand we're dealt with and we'll just have to manage that as we go on and you've most of the players back in the field now as well uh, Cahill Mannion still out injured will we see him obviously come the first round of the championship well hopefully come the first round of the championship yeah so uh, but we've, we've a good few we've, we've picked up another few injuries and stuff like that lads coming back and uh, yeah so we, we've uh, we've a seven or eight list on, on the injury list at the moment so hopefully over the next few weeks they'll all be coming back and man chopping to get into the, into the action Henry it was an important win that for for Galway after losing two home games irrespective of the league yeah no of course it is because psychologically yourself you know no matter what if you put in a couple of losses I, I felt Cork wasn't good and we didn't respond well to the sending off I thought Limerick was better to be fair but it wasn't at the level we probably required and I thought you know you're, you're hoping then because three of those is kind of a bit of a what are we doing kind of job you know but as I said I, I think and the players players know that themselves so you're, you're you're looking forward and it was going to be always a good test and you know we we had nothing to really lose today just go for it and uh, that's the kind of attitude we brought to the game and I thought they, they responded very well so yeah it, it was a, it was a good win for us and uh, just it's a, it sets us up okay for next week now he came in at centre-back as well after uh, returning to centre-back and uh, so they picked off two points he kind of adds a new dimension there maybe from six 
Yeah, I'm not quite sure. It was just important we got Dai back mm. in. You know, he's only been training a couple of weeks, so and to be fair, uh, Groad has been performing very well fullback. So it was important we got him back into the side, and uh, he probably didn't have to be chasing in the nippy corner forward inside it in, in the first day out. So I thought the out midfield, and he got the grips of it. Like he missed a couple of balls and over his head at the beginning of the game. But I said, look, players need to be playing games like that. He's been out a long time, so but it was great to have him back. And obviously he's our captain, so it's a good presence inside the dressing room as well. And that is uh, Henry Shefflin there finishing up talking about Dahi Burke coming back. Got a couple of great points as well, it should be added. But anyway, uh, let's hear from the man of the match, Conor Cooney. He also spoke with Niall Canavan. Conor Cooney, obviously, uh, good to get the win over Clare. Yeah, absolutely. You know, coming down, it be a tough game and probably disappointed with the last two results and the last two performances, really. So, um, yeah, look, it was a good game. There was a good crowd here, good atmosphere. Um, but, yeah, I suppose we'll, we've lots, lots to work on, lots to improve on. Um, so, yeah, we'll drive on from here. And from your own performance, obviously, brilliant performance out there. Five points from play. You must be really happy with that. Uh, yeah, look, it's just, they were going over. I suppose the other days they'd be doing the work and pop them out to the lads or whatever it is. But, uh, look, they were going over anyway, and that's the main thing. Um, we put up a decent score, and Wheeler took the goal very well, which probably was uh, made a big difference in the end. So, um, yeah, as I said, we've probably a few bits that we need to improve on and tighten up on. They probably caught us and puck outs a few times. So, uh, we've, we've that to focus on, and uh, we'll, um, we'll go back and learn from it. And from Galway's perspective, obviously, it's all about Championship 22nd of April, but nice to get the two points in this game and going, again, going into the game against Westmead next week. Yeah, look, we've, we've one more game against Westmead and we'll give them every respect they deserve. Um, but yeah, as you said, you'll probably have a quick run in, you won't feel Championship uh, rolling around. So, look, we, we know we've, we've an awful lot to improve on, an awful lot to work on. Um, but look, there's been, there's been guys coming in there and they've, they've made a big impact on the younger lads. Even in other years, made a big difference to some of their... You can see how, how uh, composed they are on the ball and everything, which is which is massive. So um, yeah, look, things are building and we're we're hopefully uh, getting to a good place and we'll uh, drive on from here. And a few, obviously, Dahi Burke was back today as well, Ronan Glenn inside action. So the the panel and the team is strengthening all the time. It is absolutely. It was brilliant to see Dahi back and made a huge difference there. Just uh, just a great presence there in the middle and um, look at there's loads of lads. There's great depth in the panel there and uh, it's improving all the time. So um, yeah, as I said, we'll drive on from here. Given this kind of was. Given this is the part of this game, given you've probably gone over the league now, um, did it increase the significance of it, or, or was it important to get a performance today more than others? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Honestly, um, look, we were coming out and we we knew Clare be obviously looking for a win, and we were looking for a big win. So, uh, yeah, look at uh, it's it, w- it was a big game that neither team wanted to lose playing the neighbours. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it really diminished it. Um, as you said, the championship won't be long rolling round, so it was, it was a good test again and. Like you said, a few more lads got good game time and game time into the legs, which is important. So um, we'll go away, we'll play Westmead next week. And as I said, we'll give them every respect they deserve and we'll uh, prepare for championship then. That's Conor Cooney there. He was the man of the match uh, today in that game against Clare. Well done to him. Uh, just uh, trying to gather up uh, some other results in the National Hurling League from today um, we'll bring those to you in a moment because I think I see an error in them but uh, at the moment we have uh, that uh, result from Gawain Clare is all up skiddled as well but anyway we'll leave that for now uh, it's definitely the wrong score lines uh, listed in the uh, s- scores that we have to hand but uh, we'll get uh, the full score lines of all the games a little bit later on only to tell you another Galway have moved in the league table to uh, a healthy um, a healthy uh, four points now for Galway and that's wrong as well anyway we'll move on more about that and on let's take a quick commercial break and we're going to look back on the John Kearns Cup final after these and you're welcome back uh, to the programme now the John Kearns Cup uh, for development squads at under 20 level the final was played at Tume Stadium yesterday a game between Galway and Dublin watched for us and a one point victory for Galway by Kevin Dwyer Galway 14 points Dublin 13 points a late, late rally by Galway saw them outscore Dublin in added time by three points to two to snatch victory in this John Kearns Cup final played at Port Leach. Dublin started the day in brighter fashion and were three points up after six minutes, but Galway got to the pace of the game and were level at six points apiece at half time. Charlie Power and Nemo Canela got two points each. Power with the mark and one from play and Canela with two frees. 
along with the Paddy Egan point from play and a point of free just before half-time to level matters by Sean Birmingham. So that's the Sizewind team go with six points, Dublin six points. By the 47th minute, the sides were still level as both sides were scoring tit-for-tat. Killing O'Curran with the 45 and Nemo Canela from play plus two from Sean Birmingham made it 10 points each. Nemo Canela put Galway one ahead but Luke Brannock equalised with a pointed free on the 58th minute and that made it 11 points apiece as the game entered at a time. Galway seemed to be in trouble when Dublin soap Ethan Dunn put on his side one a point ahead after 62 minutes. But fair play to the tribesmen, they raised their game once more and scored three without reply from subs Dahi Kilcommons and Mark Garrett and one from Matthew Thompson for the men in Maroon to lead 14 points to 11 and five minutes of added time played. However, referee Eamon O'Connor let the clock run and Owen O'Connor Flanagan narrowed the gap to the minimum 14 points to 13 on the 39th minute. However, Dublin eventually ran out of time and a determined Galway hung on to claim the trophy on a final score of Galway 14 points, Dublin 13 points. This is Kevin DeWire for Galway BFM Sport. Yeah, nice win for the lads there in Tume yesterday. Well, their captain is Colin McDonagh and he spoke to Kevin afterwards. Colin McDonagh, congratulations. Fantastic achievement to come back after being three points down early on in the game and to show the commitment and the spirit and determination. I'm sure you're very proud of being the captain of such a fine bunch of lads. Ah, yeah, lovely bunch of lads. Um, no, tough game today. Obviously, um, Dublin, they're always going to be a serious outfit, like, so we knew that coming into it. Um, they went three up at the start and they went, they went two points up at the end as well, so obviously there's a bit of a worry there that we try and push it home, but I'm delighted with the boys, proud of every one of them, so happy outcome. A real team spirit at our effort, wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, every lad in there has been 100% committed since the start of the year. Um, we came in in January and we pushed on, every, boy, every lad gave everything they had in challenge games, in terrain and everything, everyone was going 100%, so it was nice now to get, uh, get an reward for effort so delighted yeah and a reward for effort because it was a disappointing opening match against Roscommon you were better than what you showed and you've gone on to prove that yeah we obviously we came back the Monday after the Roscommon game we spoke about it we were fairly disappointed um, with how we played obviously we knew we had a lot more in the tank um, but obviously we've learned and I suppose that's what this competition is for to develop and learn and we did that um, and I feel we've come on so much as an outfit since these, these games have started so it's delight- I'm delighted now to Get a get the trophy and Limerick up next. Our Leitrim, I should say. Leitrim, yeah, Leitrim now on the fourth, so fourth of April. So that'll be a big test. Leitrim going well themselves, got great underage system going. So we'll try and push on. And hopefully, in Trim Stadium, try and push on there. Yeah. Yeah, Colin McDonagh, and uh, he is the captain of that Goa development under twenty squad who beat Dublin yesterday in Trim Stadium in the final of the John Cairns Cup by fourteen points to thirteen. Now we do have corrected. Uh, Scorelines from today, uh, you do know that uh, from our earlier report, Galway beating Clare 124 to 22 points. Other results, Westmeath 115, Limerick 127, Cork 214, Wexford 18 points. Those games in Division 1A and Division 1B, Antrim 318, Leash 118, Kilkenny 225, Dublin 117. Division 2A down 23 points, Derry 120. Uh, Division 2B, Donegal 11 points, Wicklow 224. In Division 3A, Roscommon 220, Armagh 5 points, Louth 19 points, Fermanagh 115, Mayo 525, Monaghan 13 points, and the game in Division 3B, Cavan 21 points, Leitrim 2 goals and 11 points. Now, Galway minor Camogie side took on Waterford in the Camogie Championship this afternoon and came away victorious. Victorious in this one as well by 3.10 to 2.6. Here's Darren Kelly. Galway 3.10, Waterford 2.6. Galway got the required result in the opening day of the All-Ireland Minor Kamoki Championship on Sunday as goals from Alana Fahey and Avian Barry helped secure the seven-point win over a spirited Waterford team. Aaron Fox's side entered the strong favourites against the visitors and started in ideal fashion as Avian Barry's true ball allowed Alana Fahey get Galway's first goal after just 60 seconds. 
However, despite having the wind, the Tribes girls couldn't push on and even though both goal scorers added points to their personal tallies, Maggie Gostel batted the ball into the net for Waterford in 14 minutes, leaving up 1-2 apiece. The teams traded further points before Clodo O'Mara put Galway back ahead and when Avian Barry raided down the right on 23 minutes, she rattled the net for Galway's second major. Points from Quiva Kelly and Avian Barry had the Maroon and White 2-6 to 1-4 up at half-time. Avian Barry opened the second half scoring, putting six between them, but Galway still couldn't shake off their opponents. Emer O'Neill and Maggie Gossel reduced the rears before Avian Barry met a 2-8 to 1-6 on 45 minutes. However, six minutes later, Waterford got their second green flag. First, Bevan Bordorn forced a quality save from keeper Quiva Hickey, but the resulting 45 for Maggie Gossel trickled over the line, leaving it all to play for. Galway were under pressure, but didn't show it, and replied with points from two Avian Barry frees, won by Helena Tarpey and Quiva Kelly, putting four between them, before Abby Massey put Alana Faye through on 56 minutes to strike Galway's third goal and a first-round win. Final score again, Galway 3-10, Waterford 2-6, Darren Kelly, Goy BFM Sport, Duggan Park, Ballinasloe. Now we're going to hear from the manager that uh, Galway Minor Camogie say, that's Aaron Fox. Glad to be joined now with the Goy Minor Camogie manager Aaron Fox. Aaron, job done, seven point victory, good way to start the championship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, it wasn't easy out there. It was a very sticky game. And with minors, you just have no idea how they're going to turn out on the first day. So, look, we had to work our way through it. We had to find our feet a small bit. Um, but I'm happy we did that. Um, look, we had a few rocky patches, but we responded very well um, each time. So, look, first day out, as you said, two points in the bag. It's always the banana skin in a round-robin competition. So, we're very happy. Yeah, because you mentioned, too, it is minor camogie uh, players. And people will still see Galway and make them raise all favourites for a game like this. But, of course, you don't know what you're taking on or how they're going to react to the situation until you get them out in the field to play? Oh absolutely you know we, we've been together now since last October and we've gone through a lot of preparation but this is the first time they've been out in what you call a live environment and we need to remember these girls are in school part time jobs um, you know a lot of them are doing their leave inserts so you're just kind of coming here hoping that they do themselves justice um, but like you said there's really no telling how it's going to, to turn out first day out you can see some of the other results in the championship there not expected some of them so yeah look it's all up in the air but we know this bit more today so we're happy with that it was a good competitive contest Waterford deserve credit as well for what they brought to it too every ball especially in the first half had to be keenly contested absolutely look Waterford are a very good team They're, they'll definitely have a say in this competition I'm you know, we were just saying amongst ourselves, we we're, were happy to, to to be at home against them. It definitely wouldn't be a nice thing to go away to Waterford. But um, look, all the teams are going to be the same. It usually takes 30, 40, 50 minutes to break down teams. And thankfully, look, we got the breaks today. We responded well when we had to. I'm sure another day, you know, we we could be on the other end of it. So you just take it day by day. But absolutely, it took a long time to, to break that down. There were three great goalie goals, it has to be said, Alana Faye in the opening minutes near the end of the game. The second goal, of course, wrapping up the result. Yeah, look, we'd be very happy with that. You know, we, we, we spoke a lot about creating goal-scoring opportunities. It's something that we we probably haven't been doing a huge amount of of late. So very happy to get three goals. And the manner of them as well. Look, there was no um, there was no kind of fluky goals. There was no kind of forced ones. They were all well-worked scores um, and well-taken finishes. So we're really happy with that. Yeah, Avian Barry as well getting the other goal too. And she did a great contribution to this. Oh, yeah, look, Avian was fantastic. Avian's, look, for a young woman, she's a very mature head on her. She's a great leader. And uh, just really happy with, with herself. But all the girls today as well um, they all stood up to the plate they all worked really hard and, and they don't always ask them when it, had to be, when it had to be done and that's the most pleasing thing Aaron just a couple of questions before I let you go you mentioned about reacting especially when Waterford got that second goal bringing it back to a two point ball game wind against you as well that was a crucial moment but you came down you know you got the two frees with saving Barry put over before the goal but also working hard to make sure Waterford never got another big chance oh absolutely look we'd made a couple of substitutions um, we were kind of just starting to move our team around a small bit and, and settle down and then we got hit with that goal and, and all of a sudden we kind of went back into a competitive game we were six clear for a while and the fizz had kind of gone out of it and all of a sudden we find ourselves you know in a game scenario again against the wind as you said but really happy how the girls responded to it it's always vital that when you, when you concede a, a major that you come back down and score yourself and I think on every one of Waterford's big scores you know we responded with two of our own so really really happy with that Three points in the bag and of course a good minor format too where six teams all play all uh, obviously you need to get at least one more victory 
possibly two to ensure your place in the semi-finals but it's going to be good competitive games you'll learn an awful lot of these players over the next few weeks Oh absolutely look it's it's a really positive move by the Camogie Association to go to a six team championship and have five games you'll probably know yourself in, in past years it's more of a sprint to the end you have two games and you're in a semi-final so look, this is definitely more of a, a marathon it's it's about planning week to week it's about using the, the full resource available in your squad so look it's definitely more of a workload and stressful at times on, on the management group for sure um, but you know to have five competitive matches for these ladies it's, it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant for, for their development and really good move by the Camogie Association to put this structure in place Aaron Fox there the manager of the Galway Minor Camogie side beat Waterford this afternoon by 3.10 to two goals and six points let's go and turn our attention now to soccer on Friday night Galway United uh, hit all the records in M&DC Park nine goals are put past uh, Kerry FC here's my graph Evenings like Friday night do not happen too often in AMDC Park. In fact, they have never happened previously. As Go United hit nine goals in a League of Ireland match for the first time ever, as they dismissed league newcomers Kerry FC by a 9-1 margin. It was as comfortable as the scoreline indicates and indeed could have been greater as the home side maintained their perfect start to the season when making it four wins from four and in the process, leadership of the first division. With Kerry having picked up a point in a 1-1 draw with Treaty the previous week and putting together respectable performances and defeats against Bray and Cove, there were three few prior indications that we would witness such a rout. United made one change to the starting eleven that won away against Watford the previous week with Francis Lee Lombato in from David Hurley. And from the off, in the front of another impressive crowd, the home side were very much on top. Now Ed McCarthy has been producing massive performances since the start of the campaign and uh, he got the opener on 10 minutes before adding a second on 22. A Rob Slevin header following a Regan Dondon free kick made it three before Lombato notched the fourth. McCarthy completed his hat-trick in opening half additional time when he flashed home a rebound after Stephen Walsh was denied by a post. 5-0 at the break and was to, was to follow for the visitors on the resumption. Now while Kelly, Kerry were game and honest, they were just completely outclassed and with half the team just academy players, the class and quality of the home side just far outshone them. Substitute Darren Clark set up fellow sub Ibrahim Katia uh, to make it six before Kerry pulled one back with a smashing goal as Ryan Kelleher got his head to a Nathan Gleeson cross for 6-1. As Wayne Guthrie made some smashing saves to keep the score down, he was still beaten on three occasions in the latter stage. Ketty had got his second of the game before local hero Stephen Walsh got his first goal of the season as he notched a late brace with his opener coming from the penalty spot. United take to the road and on Friday next for a meeting with second place Cove Ramblers. Final score from Eamon DC Park, Cove United 9 carry one. Yeah, that's going to be a very important game next uh, Friday night against a Wade Cove Ramblers who are just two points behind Galway United in the table and uh, that's an away fixture on uh, St. Patrick's evening, five o'clock, the throw-in time of that. You can hear it live here on Galway Bay FM. Ollie Horgan is Galway United's assistant manager and he spoke uh, to Mike after the game. Ollie Horgan, have to be happy with that. Look, yeah, it's, it's three points, Mike, and that's both, you know, the, the long and the short of it. Um, obviously, we got goals. We didn't play particularly well. It sounds a bit, you know, crazy in what I'm saying, but we got off to a very good start. And, you know, if, we, if I think, had we not broken them down earlier, it would have, you know, it would have been a completely different story. Um, but look, we, we, we move on and we already moved on to Cove. We, we saw the Cove result in, in, in Limerick there tonight. And it's by no accident that they are up at the top of the table. It's not by, by any fluke, by any means. So that's really where we move on to straight away, as we do win, lose or draw. Look, I mean, you're in a professional league. You did a professional job. I mean, obviously, Kerry are new. Obviously, they're not have to strength the other teams, but that's not your fault. No, I, I think Kerry will get better. And yeah. I think it will be much more difficult for me to go down there, especially in the acid turf down, down in Tralee. Uh, but but that's um, that's 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 over with. And had we had we drawn or, or lost here, Mike, we'd have moved on to coach straight away anyway. Because that's the that's the relentless nature of this league. And um, you know you can't you can't you just have to move on. And we we look at coach tomorrow morning and see obviously the strengths that they bring to it, which are plenty. And uh, it's a huge difficult place to go. Uh, certainly in my experience and I know in John from talking to him both with Clark with his case and with, and with Galway in my case with Finn Harris there's always hugely difficult to go to and certainly it'll be you know St. Patrick's say it'll be nothing different Because obviously of the scoreline you got an opportunity to empty the bench and uh, give plenty of players opportunities Yeah 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 we did yeah um, you know we, we need everybody um, before this is out you know we've, we've 30 
was it 32 games to, to go it's a marathon I said that last week I'm saying it again and it's relentless and you know you can't take your foot off the pedal whatsoever and uh, look really our focus as I said for the third time here is on Cove with the strengths that they'll bring and you know I know a lot of the players John knows a lot of them as well and we'll, we'll, we'll sit down tomorrow and try and come up with some plan to get something out of Coleman's part Up to tonight we'll say none of the strikers that score goals I suppose you're happy to see them hitting the net a few times tonight Yeah I mean this, this last week I don't think I don't think anyone is, is uh, you know concerned who, who scores or doesn't score so long as we score you know um, it was a little bit theatre that got the winner last weekend you know and and let's see what happens next weekend if we can score down there and uh, look I think I think it's it's, it's just a start of, of, of whatever we can achieve and you're talking about four games like you know come back at 34 games and see where we're at because we, we, we need to improve and I know that sounds mad after you know winning here tonight comfortably in the end but we do and I, I think everyone in that change room knows how difficult it's going to be over the next uh, 30, 32 weeks or, or, or a little bit less if there's Monday night games as well. Yeah, that's uh, Ollie Horgan there uh, telling it as it is after a fine victory for Galway United uh, 9-1 against uh, Kerry FC uh, at M&DC Park on Friday night when the Galway women's soccer team had their first win, Galway United women's team had their first win of the campaign uh, beating Cork City down in Turner's Cross by a goal to nil with a report on that and indeed all the other local soccer reports. Here's my graph. Well done to Galway United Women. They picked up their first win of the season in the Artisti Women's National League. A 1-0 wave victory over Cork City. Conditions were poor and dreadful. Chances were few and far between. But uh, Galway stuck for an 89th minute winner. A free kick from Jenna Slattery on halfway. Took a bounce in the area and uh, deceived the Cork goalkeeper and ended up in the back of the net. Still counted. Crucial win. Give them a first victory of the season. So, 1-0 win away for Goweed United Women over Cork City. Switching to the local action in junior, the Connacht Junior Cup took pride of place the last 16 this afternoon. And uh, two underdogs picked big wins. Well done to Cush Arriga. They were 2-1 winners over West United in a game that was switched from the Swamp to uh, the Astro in Drum. Uh, goals inside of the break by Seamus de Boca and Chris Obeda gave Koshariga a 2-0 advantage before West pulled one back from a scramble goal in the latter stages. A cracking display from goalkeeper Jamie Blade for Koshariga made a number of smart saves. West uh, missed a few chances as well. That's football. Well done also to the students of, well, there are many students in it, of University of Galway because they travelled to Sligo and recorded a 2-1 away win over Carton United. Dave Mooney and Stephen Gilmore got the goals as they advanced. No joy for Colga in Sligo. They're suffering probably a little bit of a hangover from their Cup, FAI Junior Cup exit last weekend. Uh, scoreless at the break, but they conceded two second-half goals as they lost 2-0 to Strand uh, Celtic. Merv United were 3-1 winners at home over Manulla. They're into the last days, as are Athen Rye in a close, dour, well-contested game out in Monbon this afternoon. They defeated Salton Devon by a goal to nil. Simon Dezina uh, got their match winner on 22 minutes, broke through in a one-on-one situation and fired past uh, Eric Mamala. Chances were few and far between at both ends. Uh, certainly Devon piled on the pressure in the latter stages, but uh, strong uh, Athan Rye defence held firm Athan Rye had a few half chances uh, in the second half but it uh, didn't take them but uh, they're through to the last uh, eight of the uh, Connacht Junior Cup uh, congratulations to the Connacht youth side they were uh, in the youth interprovincials and in, played in the AUL in Dublin over the weekend they won it out this afternoon won two games through what I'm led to believe the majority of the players I do know come from the Galway League and they were managed by Ollie Neary Damien Brennan and uh, Dalal is the goalkeeping coach. Switching to uh, league action and the Western Highlands Premier League one game that was played yesterday, Mario and Moore were 6-2 winners over Hibernians 4-1 up at the break, Owen McDonough and Cody McCann both scored twice for the home side, Kevin Horgan and Liam McDonough got their other goals. Shane Walsh and Patsy Ward 
scored for Hibs. Now in the championship, uh, just one game survived the inclement weather. Uh, that finished one-one out in Letterfrack between the West Coast United and Colmanstown. Colmanstown, I know, missed an early penalty and went one up before Jordan Carney level matters for the home side. Meanwhile, the games between uh, Mario and Moor B in Dynamo Blues, Merlin Woods and Murphy United B, they fell by the wayside due to an unplayable pitches, and that happened quite a bit over the weekend. In the Joe Ryan Cup game played on Friday night, Moyne Villa were comfortable five win winners over neighbours St. Patrick's. Uh, Porrie Cunningham, prolific uh, scorer forever. He got the first their first four goals, including a penalty. Brendan Ryan got their fifth. And in the only other game played in the Joe Ryan Cup, uh, Renmore B were 2-0 away winners over Athen Rye B, George Graney and James Smith on the mark. In the Jack Lillis Cup, three games down for decision, but just one survived. That saw Bowes defeat Kiltulla by four goals to two. Killian O'Sullivan, Dylan McConville, Darren Moylan and Aidan Nocton for the, from the penalty spot as they advance. The other two games, as I mentioned, were off. Congratulations to two Galway's girls' sides who are through to the semi-finals of the SFAI national competitions. SFAI under 16, quarter-final played yesterday. Athen Ride defeated Tip Town by three goals to two. Ella Farrelly got two of those goals. Kerry O'Driscoll got the other. Kerry, I have a feeling, is the daughter of former Athen uh, Ride player Jamie. Well done to goalkeeper Molly Gilligan, who made a smashing late save to ensure their victory. And also well done to Barney Neferbaca. They are through to the semi-finals of the Under-12 Girls' Cup. They travelled to Salon in West Cork this afternoon and emerged 7-3 winners. Rachel Leyland got a hat-trick. Mairead Mulcairn scored two. Sarah Kane and Aidan Cleary got the other goals for the visitors. So well done to both Athen Rye and Barney Neferbaca into the last four of those respective FAI competitions. In the ES Sports Women's uh, National League, that's at academy level, uh, a 4-1 win for Galway United over Longford Town at under-17 level, but a 5-1 reversal for their under-19 team away against uh, Athlone Town. Elsewhere, looking forward, best wishes to uh, Holy Rosary College Mount Bellew. They're in the FAI Senior Schools final on Wednesday next in the home farm grounds where they're going to play at Wexford CBS. We wish them well. We certainly do. Thanks uh, for that, Mike Rafferty, there with the local soccer roundup. A couple of rugby results uh, for us as well, of course, uh, today and yesterday. Today in the J1B League final, uh, finished uh, University of Galway. Uh, 24, Ballinrobe 39. Watching this one uh, was Rob Murphy. Ballon Robe 39 University Galway 24 Ballon Robe are back into the top flight of Connacht Club Rugby after their comfortable enough victory in the end over the students from Galway at Craig's Rugby Club this afternoon in the Division 1B League Final University of Galway had topped the division and had been unbeaten that booked their place in the final Ballon Robe had finished second but have built some momentum in recent weeks having come within four points of Craig's in the Junior Cup semi-final yes here at the venue seven days before they had almost caused one of the bigger upsets in the history of the Junior Cup competition and had shown they probably belong right up there among the elite sides well they had to deliver today and they did they led 22-12 at half time Liam Burke's try just before half time critical to turn the tide after Conal McCurta had seemingly got uh, University Galway back into the game with a late try but tries from Jack Ormsby the open side flanker and Galway man Craig Hansbury the player coach for Ballonrobe had Ballonrobe in control in the second half with an extra man during the sin bin to uh, Sean Cullen superb winger for University Galway big loss for 10 minutes and that turned the tide a little bit Ballonrobe broke from their own 22 scoring and incredible try Armsby finishing it off after, after Liam Burke had been involved great hands from the likes of Chris McHugh and again Hansbury and a great carry from Tom Staunton that score probably the biggest score of the game but Ballonrope still had work to do and finished the game strongly with Hansbury getting his second try as well Evan O'Brien former Mayo under 20 footballer was at out half for Ballonrobe and was brilliant throughout the afternoon kicking penalties and conversions to beat the band and really University Galway struggled to find the answers they scored two late tries uh, to certainly put a more uh, reflection on the scoreboard in terms of the balance of play 39-24 but they will have learnt a lot from this as well they still have a chance of promotion they'll be in a promotion playoff uh, against uh, the winners of Dunmore and Monavay promotion relegation playoff to give it the correct terminology but for University of Galway this was their objective and they'll be disappointed with it. For Ballonrobe after more than a decade outside the top flight of Connacht Club Rugby they are back in the big time they won today 39 points to 24 against University of Galway and they are Division 1 B League champions. Yeah and some other results there in the Connacht uh, uh, Senior Cup semi-final Sligo 15, Corinthians nil. 
that played yesterday and other results from today. Uh, Monave 5, Dunmore 50, Uchterard 12, Craig's 20 and those are the rugby results that we've got for you. Of course, Ireland and uh, Scotland was the big game internationally and Ashling O'Reilly watched this one. Obviously, it wasn't champagne rugby all round, but as far as carry... Now that's the wrong report. We'll get the right report hopefully a little bit later on, but uh, that is not it. 22 points to seven, Ireland victorious and that one. Here's a break. You're listening to the Full Time Whistle on Galway Bay FM. Yeah, welcome back uh, to the programme. We're going to switch our attention now to basketball and another great weekend for University Galway Mary and they top the conference and they move on with a home quarterfinal in the next round. Edwin O'Neill. There were good wins for both the University of Galway Mary and University of Galway Mystics this weekend, while a depleted common Kishwell and Machwillan lost out in Kilorglin. Starting with the University of Going Mary, they have added another accolade to their season as they have won the insuremyvan.ie Men's Super League Southern Conference after beating second place UCC Demons 87-71 yesterday evening in the last game of the regular season. Although they won the game by 16 points, they didn't have it all their own way. The first quarter was very tight with Kyle Hosford for UCC Demons scoring quite well. However, it was University of Goy Mary that won the quarter thanks no small part to good shooting from Zvonimir Kutik, Rodrigo Gomez and Cahill Finn. However, there was a four-minute period in the second quarter when UCC Demons went on a 12-0 run to take the lead and it was Jared Haynes who hit a three-pointer to stop the rot. By half-time, University of Goy Mary led by just two points, 43-41. Michael Randolph has been averaging 33 points a game for UCC Demons since he joined in January, but University of Goimari did a great job limiting his scoring to just 24 points in the game. Eight of those points came in the third quarter, and despite good shooting from John Burke, it was the visitors that took the lead going into the last quarter. The last quarter was sensational for University of Goimari though, who won that quarter 29-9, including five three-pointers to win the game and add another title to their successful season. The win means they will have a home quarter-final against EJ Sligo All-Stars next weekend. And if they win that, they will be home again in the semi-final against the winner of Belfast Star versus Energy Wise Neptune. Final score yesterday was University of Goy Mary 87, UCC Demons 71. Also in the InsureMyVan.ie Men's Super League, a much-depleted Cumann Kishville and Machquillen lost to Flexichem Clorglin yesterday evening. It is very clear that Machwillen are completely focused on the relegation playoff game next Sunday in the National Basketball Arena when they take on UCD Marion. Machwillen lost the first quarter in 1918 yesterday evening, with James Kinnear, Joseph Tumman, Kyle Cunningham and Rory O'Sullivan all scoring well, to see them only trail by one point. However, by half-time, Clorgan had built a lead of 20 points at 48-28. McQuillan did reduce the deficit to 10 points going into the last quarter, with Brian Gaffney, Kevin Nugent and Ibrach Talon doing damage. McQuillan got the deficit down to 7 points at one stage in the last quarter, but in truth, Clorgan always looked like they had more firepower, and all eyes are now on the National Basketball Arena next Sunday for McQuillan. Final score was Flexchem Clorgan 79, Cumann Kishwell and McQuillan 67. Finally, in the misquote.ie Women's Super League, University of Goy Mystics won their last game of the season, but relegation was already decided prior to the game. Mystics proved to be too strong for University of Ulster yesterday, as they beat them by 11 points, but in truth it was even more comfortable than that. Naomi Gampo at 32 points, while Sarah Mesler at 17 points. Hazel Finn was the third top scorer at 14, and they helped Mystics to a win with a final scoreline of University of Going Mystics 86, Ulster University 75. Now let's give you some results from uh, the Galway uh, Football League, the Galway uh, GAA Football League, that is, and played on Friday night in Division 1 of the Football League, Clare Galway 211, Mount Bellum, my law. 10 points. Games played yesterday then in Division 1. Milltown won 7, Curlefin 13 points. Anna Down 7 points. Tume Stars 14 points. St. Michael's won 13, Callanan won 8. Cumanucos Gael Barna won 13. 
Carlos Strand one five. That's in Division Two. Also in Division Two on Carrarua one nine on Spigel one five. Uh, Michal Brannock fifteen points. Uh, Hedford one eleven played yesterday in Division Three A. Also in Three A. Ordmore Mary three twelve. Saint James's. 317, Division 3B, Williamstown, 13 points, Killer Airden, 10, and uh, Kilcarn Clamburn won 8, uh, Nirvana Littlemore, 2 goals and 8 points. There are some, uh, there's just one other one floating around there. Uh, St. Brendan's, 213, Clifton, 6 points in Division 3B. Let's go racing now and let's see what happened this weekend. Here's George. Good evening, Jerry. Well, some great news from Limerick today with the great success for Norman Lee for Made in the Woods, owned by the Jackpot Racing Syndicate, becoming Norman's 10th winner of the season. He's best numerically with a licence and a good success in the Aritech Handicap Chase over three miles and a half. A furlong well ridden by Gary Noonan in the front rank throughout. Was unlucky in his last four runs if he finished runner-up, but he's a as Norman said afterwards, he's a good horse in this type of grade and he ground out a deserved two and a quarter length success at odds of five to two favourite beating Happy Dreams in the second place but the big story and emotional, I suppose an emotional story in a way came out of the concluding bumper when Tutor's Glory who had won on his initial start in a race course in Ireland when ridden by Mr Thomas Feeney when winning a bumper at Galway back in October 2020 under 66 year old trainer Liam Burke he's the father of Johnny Burke the well known National Hunt Jockey Cross Channel Liam who played his trade many years ago uh as a claiming amateur on the point to points, had took a 34-year break before returning to the saddle two years ago, got the winner he wanted at 66 years of age, 66 last Monday actually, Tutor's Glory, prominent throughout, but lucky lie read at Largy Hill in the concluding winner's bumper. Also on the card, it was a good success for all those years in the beginner's chase, the, the Charles Burns trained runner winning under Luke Dempsey at 5-2 to two. Burns did though confirm that shoot first the anti-post favourite for the Pertemps hurdle final next Thursday at Cheltenham will be an absentee after a meeting with a setback that just increases my confidence on good time Johnny whilst Ava Grace took the Shannon Spray Bears hurdle from Hautier in a 1-2 for the Willie Mullins camp the main action though at Nace was the feature contest was the Leinster National and it was won in good style by the Barry Connell trained Espinito Bello at 7-2 a bit of a Nace core specialist for a fine performance uh, just in behind the leaders throughout jumping from fence to fence for Mikey uh, O'Sullivan and uh, Espinito Bello was cruising turning into the straight took it up at the final fence and eased away to beat history of fashion the 7-2 winner certainly puts uh, the form, you know, shows the stable is in good form ahead of two big rides from Mikey O'Sullivan aboard Marine National in Goodland in the opening two novices hurdle on the first two days. So that'll be well done to Barry Connell and team. Racing opened with success for Nick Rocket for the Mullins and Townend team in the opening maiden hurdle at 11 to 8. Well, Irish Point justified fours on favouritism under uh, Davy Russell. Frank in the form for Marine National who denied him in the Royal Bond earlier in November and Irish Point beat No Looking Back and Lily de Berlay. Journey with me got a deserved success again in the Director's Plate Grade 3 chase. The novices chase jumping well under Rachel Blackmore and asserting after the last with Limerick Lace looked a main threat turning for home. Karen Furrock took the uh, two mile three handicap hurdle which our tip didn't really never really uh, featured but Karen Furrock at 7-2 for JJ Slevin and Stuart Quart Crawford, whilst we Charlie took the two miles handicap hurdle at 307 in good fashion at the end for Darrow Keefe and Tom Gibney, narrowly denied by three parts of a length, Dragon's Pass, uh, ridden by Galway jockey Danny Gilligan, who will have a ride on Gentleman Duke in the Ultima Handicap Chase on the first day of the Cheltenham Festival. Gallifer Run took the bumper at 11 to 4, winning under John Gleeson, who uh, Puts, who rides the favourite for the Cheltenham Bumper, a dream to share on Wednesday. Uh, John Queeley's charge, who hadn't been seen for a while, was three quarters of a length too good for the pace-setting Brianna Lilly with the disappointing favourite, Fancy Girl, back in third place, Ger. Thanks, George. Back to local soccer now. The Salt Hill Fives are back and uh, the launch, official launch of them happened this evening. We sent John Mulligan along.
I've got Rory Guckian and I've got Pete Kelly here with me and they're both part of the organisers for the great crowd there by the way. Pete Kelly, I'll start with you. Fantastic crowd. I think it does sum up though the interest that is there for a competition like this. Yeah, it's fantastic because well for, for like multiple generations uh, there was people in Galway playing football who never remember when there wasn't a fives. So then there was this hiatus over the last uh, six years. This would have been the seventh year without it. And then the guys came together, driven by, by Rory here. They've done an incredible job. Mikey Gilmore, Eugene Graney, and a bunch of other guys who all would have played with the club when they were small. Some of them acted as ball boys at the fives way back in the day. And now they're the ones who've driven it and reignited it and put new life into it. And it's going to be a great event. Rory, the, uh, were you that surprised with the reaction uh, you got? Yes. So, I mean, we only had our first meeting probably eight weeks ago and the reaction has been unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. The sponsors that have come on board, we've, we've Ground & Co come on as the main sponsor. We've Seapoint, you know, we've had the Dobros, we've had Curry's Fun Park, we've had Bar 7 here as well, come on as one of the main sponsors. Blackrock Cottage, it's, it, it's, it's it, honestly, it's, I'm very, I'm amazed with the goodwill and the nostalgia. People want to see this back. Anyone you talk to, they only have good things to say about the five. So uh, having those sponsors on board, we knew straight away that it was it was it was a it was definitely time to bring it back. There was definitely a demand for it. For some reason, if you go on any social media page to do with Galway, someone is bound to throw a picture up of some fives team that won or maybe lost. I mean, that's what the fives are. It's it, it, it's amazing. Every person, and again, we've been dealing with it eight weeks, and uh, it's all we've really been talking about. I think I'm driving my friends a bit mad at this stage, but every person, man, woman, and child that remembers the fives have good stories you know so it's it's really exciting to be to be bringing those back and and creating new memories uh, this june by Galway weekend and pete they it's going to be a, a great tournament you know we don't know how many are going to be taking it but roughly it's going to be 64 teams yeah uh, pretty much for the men's competition and then sure. it's you know accordingly for everything else but there is going to be ladies there's going to be underage competitions be something un- for everyone yeah there'll be underage boys and girls and there'll be adult men and uh, 64 teams we're aiming for and they're going to get three games each guaranteed which is a change from the previous uh, 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 runnings of the fives when they just we had teams came from America to play for 10 minutes and get knocked out but then they had other activities that they could indulge in for the weekend in the village which is funny thing that's still going to be the way I think you could be right and um, this is filling a big void that that's uh, sort of like was in the village in Salt Hill for the last good few years and uh, it was always welcomed the businesses of all tail are really up for this and as Rory mentioned there a few of them have come on board as significant sponsors and there's more going to come on and advertise on that and you know there's a website for it and everything the boys have done an incredible job and uh the rest of us in the club are only happy to row in behind them. As Pete said there, we're changing the format a little bit. It's going to be more health and focused, uh, health and well-being focused for the weekend. There's going to be gym classes, there's going to be yoga classes. We're linking in with Cree as a charity partner and uh, look, it's, it's going to be a real family, a family-driven event. And it's a weekender piece. I mean, the fact is it's over two days, so people yes. will play. You know, that some might even stay that night and enjoy the what Saltill has to offer yeah. and maybe make their way home on the Sunday. It's just that's the way it goes. Well, well, that's, that's the idea, really, is that it becomes a weekend and it's not just a game of football, as Rory pointed out. We're trying to, we're going to promote this health and wellness team for the entire weekend. And that includes the food offerings and the, uh, the physical fitness side of things and the yoga, as he said. So we're going to try and roll them all in, have something there for everybody. It promises to be fantastic. Boys, Pete and Rory, thanks both to both of you. And it's fantastic to be here to see a bit of history coming back to Galway as well, which is wonderful. But that's it from here in Seven Jerry. 3rd and 4th of June are the dates for the Salt Hill Fives for 2023. I'll tell you one thing, I can't wait. Back to you. And John, thanks very much for going out there for that. That is it for this evening. You're listening to the Full Time Whistle on Galway Bay FM. On Over the Line, our special guest is none other than Paul Clancy, one of Michael's greatest ever players and two times All Ireland winner. I'll be back for that. And uh, don't forget to join Mark Roberts. He's coming up next with his choice of country music. And until we talk to you again tomorrow night, I say bye-bye. Thanks for listening.